When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. So it's Alvaro Negredo, the subject of this week's Tripe Supper. I'm joined by Anthony Vickers, Philip Tallentire and John O'Taylor. Uh, Phil, we'll start with yourself. Negredo was left out at Stoke at the weekend after being replaced at the break at Palace the week before. But was that was that unfair on him or was that a, a fair reflection of his, his recent performances? I don't really know how he can judge his performances because he sees so little of the ball. I mean, he's a striker. Strikers rely on service, don't they? And I don't think anyone would pretend that he's had great service this season. I think he's, in the times that he has been on the ball, I mean, funnily enough, at the Palace match, which was, seems to be a bit of a turning point for him, I thought the times he did manage to get on the ball, he did well. He, he played that great one too, didn't he? In that move where Burra uh, got the ball into Stuani, who couldn't quite turn it, get a shot off, basically. And then that was pretty much we saw him. I, I don't know how you can judge a player when... You know, it's like trying to judge a goalkeeper if he never has to make a save. Um, you know, and so we know we know his background, we know his pedigree. Um, I know you've, sp- you've you've done a piece on Lorente, and to me, if you've got to play like Negredo, you've got to play to his strengths. You've got to get the ball into his feet. You've got to get players up to support him. And I, he must be sat privately thinking, what 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 more can I do? Because it, I mean, at least early in the season, he missed the odd chance, so we could be critical he hasn't even had any chances to miss in the last basically since Christmas has he and, and John we've seen we've seen signs of his quality I mean Swansea is the game that, that springs to mind for me he scored that excellent first goal mm. uh, Leicester as well I thought he was excellent in the away game at Leicester which I guess makes it all the more frustrating when, when you see games where, where there's no one in red anywhere near him and he barely gets a touch of the ball yeah it is I mean they've got the hardest thing they have to get really which is a goal scorer you know, teams at the bottom of the table tend to not have goal scorers, and that's why they struggle. I think Borough have got a goal scorer. You know, I've always I felt all season that they've got a goal scorer, but the Borough's shortcoming is that they're not playing to his strengths. And I agree with Phil. I think Negredo's carried the can really, perhaps unfairly since since Palace. He was by no means the worst player on that pitch in that first half at Sellers Park. But equally, I understand that that Ito wanted to have a look at Rudy Gusted because they spent big money on him in in January, and you know, frankly, I mean. That he, he might prove to be another option. I can understand him coming in, but I think Negredo can count himself a little unlucky, personally. Yeah. I just love to watch him. I, I think he's a fantastic player. Uh, I know, you know we, yes, we can look at how he fits into the team, etc. You know, we'll analyse that over the next 20 minutes or so, but I just love to watch his touches when he brings the ball down on his chest. I mean, he can actually turn in mid-air and chest a ball to someone's feet 20 and 30 yards away as if, it was, as if he was playing a pass. And when he's on the ball, some of his, his little touches, his deft little moves, I think are brilliant. There was, there was a back heel down the line for Adam Clayton to overlap onto. West Brom, uh, At West Brom. Yeah. It, it was just a divine touch. And 
it's great to have players like that in the team, which makes it all the more frustrating that that we're not getting as much out of them as perhaps we we should. Uh, clearly, I talk Karanka rated him. I mean, in the summer he was, you know, when he was told, "What do you want for next year?" We know that that was the sort of player he wanted. It was between him and Lorente, and. and he seemed very happy with getting Negredo. And to be honest, I think most fans were as well because his record speaks for itself. Even in the Premier League where he, what was he got, 31 goals in, at Man City in what was basically seven months. Uh, so he, he clearly can do it in this league. He's a big, strong lad. He's good in the air. He's got great feet. And sometimes it's just, you know, it is a shame that we aren't seeing that harness so much. But that's not to say that he's not an effective player because I think in the system that we play, you know, for all its limitations, I think he, I think he works in it. Talking about working in it and the system of play, but when you get a player who is as good as Negredo Phil and, and has the pedigree that he has, do you not tinker to get the very best out of your best players? I think so. I think it's, you know, you've got to be a pragmatist, haven't you? And, you know, Borough can't... Borough, Borough haven't got the luxury of, well, if Negredo doesn't score, somebody else is going to score. You know, it's not like Man City where if one player doesn't score, somebody else is a world-class striker as well, or a or a great world, or a or a, or a goal-scoring midfielder like Yara Yaya Toure and people like that. You know, the, to me, Borough signing Negredo in the summer was one of these signings for anybody in the Premier League for a newly promoted club to go out and get a player of his caliber. You know, if he's not at his peak, he's just past his peak at sort of thirty-one whenever he's now. Um, Everything about him, you know, I, I love the fact that he's come to Middlesbrough. He hasn't been, from what we've seen, any bother whatsoever. You know, you go back 20 years to when you were signing the Ravenellis and people like that. And they were never out in the newspapers, be it at home or, or, or here, uh, mourning about this, that, and that. He's come over here, he's settled in. Everything that looks, you know, from a personal point of view, is he likes life in England. He's been a, pretty much a model pro. It's beholden on Borough to get the best out of him because be other clubs in the Premier League must be thinking, dear me, if only we had an Alvaro Negredo. And, and how do you do that, John? How do you get the best out of him? Well, I mean, when you look at what's his best attributes, it's holding the ball up, which I think he, he does in this <coughs> system, albeit there's no one around him. But it's simple, his aerial prowess, he, he's, he's absolute demon in the air, which is baffling because Borough never crossed the ball. They've got... in. Arguably, in Stuart Downing, they've got one of the better crosses of the ball in the division. They've got one of the better, you know, centre forwards who can head a ball in the division. Yet you never see it. It, it seems to all come through the midfield three. Um, I completely agree. And when you ask an opposition manager before a game, when you know when they're coming to face Borough, right, what have they got in their team that can hurt you? Well, you've got Traore's pace. Yes, you've got you know Ramirez at his best can hurt you, and then you've got Negredo. But at the minute, you, there's an argument to say Borough aren't getting the best out of any of those three. I want to see him doing what he's doing now, but 15 yards further up the pitch. With two or three players around him. Well, even if he was doing what he is now, because he you know, invariably knocks it down and brings someone into play, but if he was doing that on the edge of the box rather than the edge of the centre circle, that would transform the way Borough actually operate. Do you expect him to start on Saturday, Phil? I mean, you were at the press conference on Thursday and I talked <coughs> was asked straight, and, and it, it sounded to me... Like he was swaying more towards Rudy Gustav. I mean, that might yeah. not be the case. But... Well, yeah, we've seen that before when we press conferences. With Aitor's kind of gone one way, and then it turned out to do something different in the match. But all the signs were from the press conference that he, he said, didn't he? Gustav got his chance against Palace, did well. He, he more or less said he's training well, and then if that's the case, he'll keep his place in the team. That's <coughs> that's Aitor's mantra. If a player does well on the pitch and does well in training, he's the place is there for him pretty much to keep. 
um, provided he delivers good on mat- delivers the goods on match day. I mean, Gusteni is a is an awkward customer, but I don't think anyone could seriously say he's a better player than Nick Rado. Um, you know, you've got to go back to the point. He, he can't do it on his own. No player can. You know, with the possible exception of a Lionel Messi or somebody like that. You've got to play, as I said, your strengths, and that means getting the ball up to him when he's got the ball, getting giving him options so he can play those one twos or sweep the ball back out wide for the ball to come back in, or for get it get it to his feet so he can have a shot occasionally. You know, we saw what he can do in a brief cameo against West Brom, didn't we? When Burra were a goal down under the cosh, the crowd was turning. It felt like a big moment in the season, and he went down the other end and won a, won a penalty. Um, and and the game was transformed from there on in. We've seen we saw the finishes against Leicester that we saw. The, the second one the was second sublime, one, wasn't it? One, yeah. You know, we saw the performance against Swansea when he, you know, he was just head and shoulders above the players around him, wasn't he? And that on that occasion, in terms of the opposition, so um, it's it's a, for me. If you're I talk Karanka and you sat on a night when you're thinking about what you can do to turn the season around, you can only work with the players you've got. And he's one of the players you have to get the best out of. Otherwise, frankly, Burr aren't going to score goals and win games. You touched on Lorente there, and, and, and obviously the piece we've done comparing him. I talk Rank made it clear, you know, he was front enough about the fact that Lorente was a target in the summer. Um, but he went for the great up. <clears throat> I don't know whether I'm alone in thinking, I, I think Burr have got the better player. But Swansea are just demonstrating how you get the best out of those better players. I mean, I think I'd read that only three go- three players have scored more than Lorente in the Premier League since the end of November. Um, and you've got a couple of his teammates talking about how, how he's an absolute nightmare to play against in training and how th- he's working because the team are playing to his strengths. I mean, that, that tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it, John? Yeah, we, when Swansea came to the Riverside in December, he barely, he barely, he barely got a kick, did he? Um, yeah, I, I agree. Negredo is a, a better player, and, and he's you know proving it on arguably a bigger stage. He's won a Premier League title, but yes, that's why Swansea and our five points above Borough is that they've found a, a way of getting him playing. And I'm sure that's what Paul Clement did when he came in. He wanted to a sort the defence out because the defence it was obvious they were leaking goals, and b get your centre forward in, in the play. It's quite a simple game, isn't it? And the interesting thing about Negredo is earlier in the season he was actually dropped, wasn't he? It was against West Ham he was dropped, and. Um, explaining why he dropped him Karanka said it's because he wasn't putting 100% effort into the team he wasn't doing a shift up front chasing the lost balls I actually thought when he came back in the team he did do that and, and even as, as recently as the Everton home game I thought he did that he's, you know, we've said to each other that he's really putting a shift in here isn't he um, so then yeah the timing of him dropping out is a surprise but equally hopeful you know, Borough will be praying that dropping him for Stoke will get a similar response from him He's shown in the past that he's got a good head on his shoulder, he's got a good experience and he, he can he will take that criticism, that constructive criticism and, and hope to build on it. But Borough have to hope that he, he does the same this time when he comes in the team rather than taking a huff and saying, Well I can't, you know, that's it then. Yeah, that attitude because it would be easy, wouldn't it, for a player of, of um Negredo's quality and, and and his pedigree and where he's played in the past, it would be easy to come into a team that's struggling at the bottom end of the table, that he's playing in a system when he when he's isolated for long stages and, and when he's not scoring and when the team aren't winning. It would be easy for the pet lid to come out, wouldn't it, Vic? But it hasn't really. The, his attitude has been quite yeah, he, he looks like he, he's beavering away and, and obviously the, you, we see signs from his body language of of frustration on the pitch and there's the occasional shrug of the shoulders or point to the skies or, or whatever and I'm sure he swears very well in Spanish but you know that, that's understandable but to come back to the Swansea thing I mean they, they're getting the best out of him because they've harnessed him to uh, uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson 
uh, who's working very, very, keeping close to him and mm-hmm. watching his runs. And they've learned to work together really well. And by the rest of the midfield being geared to support that unit, they've started to click. And what Borough have been missing this season, I think, is that that uh, initially when he came in, it was it was in a four-two-three-one, and we had Ramirez behind him, and we assumed that was going to be yeah. what was going to make Borough tick. That unit there working just outside the penalty area, with Ramirez putting little balls into his feet and spotting runs and spotting space, and the understanding between the two of them, uh, and that was. In theory, that was going to be the key that would unlock the defences for Borough while the, the rest of the, the system was geared towards being solid. And I think we saw that in some of the early games. Yeah. I mean, there was some good movement early on. I mean, the Stoke match, for instance, the first match of the season, we, we saw that. And we, you know, we all looked at it and thought, you know, that shows real promise. Uh, and again, uh, at, at Sunderland, I mean, it, 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 it did work. I mean, there was a fledgling relationship there. It's been the switch away from that formation to the four-one-four-one or four-three-three, however you want to call it, that's changed the way Borough are actually set up, and the two central midfielders now are, are very, very deep, and that has left him isolated. So it's asked him to do a different kind of job. So I don't think it's fair to judge him against like the way Swansea operate with, with Lorente because the, the the whole the whole structure at Middlesbrough is different now. Arguably, if you want to see the best of him. It might need a tactical tweak to get someone closer to him again. I think one of the one of the side effects, briefly, about the the problem of not getting the best out of some like Negredo, or what we're seeing at the moment is the front the front players just not holding the ball up. Is it's putting intolerable pressure on the defence, and we saw against Stoke in particular, you know, balls in the box. Now you put enough pressure on a defence long enough, it's going to crack. And you know, Borough. I don't know what the stats are. I don't study the stats, you know, intensely. But I'm sure that Borough's ball retention rate in the final third is pretty abysmal at the moment. So therefore, the midfield's under pressure, and the back players are under pressure. And with when when your team's set out to try and not concede, surely you can't just expect the the, the defence to soak the ball up, the pressure up like a sponge. Eventually, you know, it's, they're going to crack, aren't they? So I think that's another reason why you need to help, but almost be more ambitious will actually help the defence I think in, in a funny kind of way what have you made of Rudy Gestead do you have a sense of him since he's came in uh, not a great deal um, to be perfectly honest I, I understand that you can't really judge a player who came arrived at the football club low on confidence has had a you know, difficult spell over the last 12-18 months <clears throat> I understand you can't really judge him on a couple of games but from what I've seen and the way Borough play I don't think it's a a, a great fit at the minute. I don't certainly agree with Phil. I don't think that Negredo and Gusted can almost be mentioned in the same sentence, really, in terms of footballer. I think he's a good option to have off the bench. I think he's a more Aitor Karanka type player than perhaps David Nugent was if when Borough are chasing a, a game. But that's so far, that's what I've all seen of him. He'll be useful in the final 10 minutes if they're chasing a game. I haven't seen enough of him. I can't say that I've watched Rudy Gasset closely throughout his entire career, but from what I've seen, I'm not sure that he is the striker, the type of striker that should be leading the line from the off. Nick? Uh, I thought he did all right at Palace when he came on in a, in a, on a difficult day. He held the ball up quite well. There was a couple of little one-twos he linked up. Uh, again, it was more clo- it was closer to the halfway line than to the penalty area, so it didn't really hurt anyone. Uh, on his first show at, at Watford, where he was 
sort of working in a two. I thought it was all right. He had a, a nice little spell where he went in and uh, re- retrieved a loose ball and sort of stood up in one smooth circular movement and, and let off a shot that flew just over the bar. So, you know, the, the cameos that we've seen, I think, you know, there's a player there, but I don't think we've, we've seen him in any, you know, in any f- uh, shape or form over a, a sustained spell. And I, I think it would be harsh to judge. On the grid, then, to finish up, and we'll, we'll go in this on the premise that Middlesbrough stay up, because if they go down, I guess the decision makes itself. Uh, if, if Borough stay up, would you sign him on a permanent deal? Probably, as things stand at the moment, probably not, because I think he's the wrong age to, 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 to spend that much money on. I mean, you're talking about salary, a huge salary. I think he's 32 this year, if he isn't, if he isn't already 32. To me, you know, strikers, you know, particularly strikers who you know, are physically tough, you know, we're seeing with Wayne Rooney, aren't we? That a player whose game's based on strength and 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 I know he's a skillful player, Wayne Rooney, but you know, bursts of pace. He's he's very quickly dropping off a cliff, isn't he? The performance levels, and I think strikers of that nature, they get a really hard, you know, that it's it's a hard lifestyle. You get battered from pillar to post, even if you're built like Alvaro Negredo. So I personally wouldn't, although I could understand why the club would, because you think, well, even if you get another two years out of him. Or eighteen months out of him while he try and bring on a, a a Patrick Bamford or something like that. Well, my instinct at the moment would be no. Yeah, I don't know really. It depend. It does depend on the, the last eleven games. Obviously, if Borough go down, then that's a write off anyway. <laughs> if they stay up, I'd be half tempted. I, I, after what everything we've said, we haven't got the best out of him. But if Borough <coughs> could get the best out of him, he's got that predatory instinct that costs millions and millions of pounds to, to buy, to replace. You know, if Borough do stay up, where do they go and get? Who do they replace him with? You know, everyone's in the market for a scorer. So that's, at the minute, I'm, it's kind of 50-50. I'm sitting on the fence, and I'm sure I'm not the only one on the fence, but I think there is a real player in the grey, though, and, and he is a proven Premier League striker, but it's just Borough, have, Borough doesn't suit him at the minute. They haven't got the best out of him. I don't think the numbers stack up. We know that with his wages, with the fee, with the various complicated uh, uh, bonus payments that he's due from both Seville and Manchester City, we know that he's costing uh, five million quid as an investment this year. Uh, To buy him, presumably he would want to be on the same package. That's five million pounds a year plus whatever the fee is. And I think that can be better spent. Uh, So... Much as I've I've enjoyed watching him, and uh, I think there might be a possibility of another year's loan. That might be a, a a viable option, presuming we have the same manager and the same same system, uh, and you know that uh, Borough would be in a very strong position because his club can't afford to keep him in Spain. That's the bottom line. So you know you possibly might be a deal to be done there. But as a permanent signing. I think you're looking at a commitment of maybe 20, 20 odd million pounds, and I think that can be better spent. Excellent. Well, thank you, fellas. That Negredo Lorende columns online uh, from earlier today, and you'll also be able to recap what I talk around at the Sainz press conference. <laughs>